we're going to start out the story portion of the morning. We're going to hear from a couple people, but um, we're going to start with Kevin and Kate, who, if you if you know, um, earlier this fall uh, spent six weeks, six, five, six weeks, five weeks uh, in Swaziland, Africa, and uh, I asked them to come and just share what God taught them through that experience and how He's shaping them. So thank you guys for doing that. Thanks, Jay. Thanks. Uh, hi, family. I'm Kevin. This is my wife, Kate. Uh, when John first approached us about talking during the service, I assumed it would be after the service with like seven of you. Um, so if we're a little anxious, that's why. Uh, if we have any confusing things that we say because we're not used to talking in front of this many people, just ask a question. We're, this is pretty informal. Um, if you have heard of the country of Swaziland, you get bonus points. If you know where it is, you're probably a geography teacher. Um, so this is the southern horn of Africa. Oh, can you go back a slide, James? Sorry. Southern horn of Africa, the tiny country um, that has Mabane marked on it, the capital, uh, that's Swaziland. It's about the country of New Jersey, uh, the size of New Jersey, about the same number of population. Um, they have been devastated for many years um, through the virus of HIV, um, highest incidence in the world, which means um, the most amount of new infections per year. Um, so this is something that's an ongoing problem. It's attacked their um, economy. It's attacked their families. Um, about one in four children in this country are orphans because the virus has taken their parents. Um, and since this has been an ongoing problem, um, an organization was started called the Luke Commission um, by people who went to the college that Kate and I graduated from, uh, Cedarville University, where we met and fell in love. Um, so this organization was started in the country um, to try to fight the virus of HIV. Um, there are drugs to be able to fight this virus. However, there's a huge cultural misconception about um, the disease and how it's transmitted, how it's um, cleaned up after. Um, so this organization um, pledged um, through the love of Christ to just spread information, uh, to spread love, um, to spread uh, the grace of God. Um, and we got to be a part of it. Uh, this is the third time we actually got to be there. Um, we first went four years ago when we were in college, um, and we, we just went back for our, the first time while we've been married, um, and it's somewhere we plan on heading back as well. Um, so a little bit about what the Luke Commission does. Um, you'll see on the next slide, um, the organization starts everything with prayer. Um, every single thing that they start with, whether that's talking to somebody, starting a surgical procedure, or even just stocking in the storerooms, um, is always started with prayer. This is the team gathered in the morning, um, just thanking God and praising him and asking for his hand in the work that they do each day. Um, on the next slide, you see that um, the, the organization starts early in the morning, packs up a car full of medications, full of procedural equipment, sterile gloves, etc., and drives out at like 5 o'clock in the morning to a random village throughout the country. Um, they'll set up in one of these. This is a school. Um, yeah, you can see there's a ton of people. They treat about uh, somewhere between three and 400 people every day. Um, <laughs> sorry, Andrew made me laugh. Um, we... We uh, got to be a part of their mission of going out each day and, and treating patients, getting to know them, getting to love them, uh, getting to be a part of the community, hearing the language, seeing the beauty of the country. Um, what they're seeing here is handing out Tom's shoes. If you ever bought a pair of Tom's shoes, you know that they send another pair. Um, so we actually got to be a part of the organization handing out that other pair, which was pretty neat. Um, so quick plug for Tom's shoes there. Um, and the next slide also shows that um, they have an on-campus um, 
uh, hospital unit as well, both to treat patients inpatient and outpatient. Um, this kind of started out of the blue. Their goal was to always reach people where they are, where they're living in their life. Um, but people started to show up at the organization's front door with problems and issues, so they would bring them in and treat them there as well. Um, and again, with this, they're always continually praying, asking for God's help um, in order to treat, even though they don't have a lot of resources, um, but also being able to come into their lives and uh, show the people their love um, through our organization as well. Um, we were pretty blessed um, to be there, and Kate's going to talk a little bit more about what we did particularly. Um, so we worked alongside the Loop Commission, um, just kind of joined them a lot in the everyday things. So um, the way they function is uh, the same team goes out to clinic, out to the schools every other day. So the first two or three weeks we were there, we were doing that, going out to the schools, um, just kind of doing simple common things that most of the staff were doing, taking vitals, testing blood. Um, but then bar- partway through the day on the clinic days, we would go and help out in their surgical room. Um, they'd perform about 30 circumcisions at each of these outreaches. Um, so the culture works in the fact that when babies are born, they don't go to the hospital. Um, so then the children are, the boys are never circumcised. And they've found um, through studies that circumcision actually reduces the rate of HIV transmission by 60%. So being able to actually perform this, and they usually try to treat about like five, ages five to ten, um, to do the circumcision can really save a lot of that generation then. Um, so it takes a lot of teaching and a lot of encouragement, um, but they were able to circumcise a lot of kids this way. Um, so Kevin and I would help out by, you know, being medically oriented. We would do some of the more sterile prep things. Um, we would inject. Kevin was suturing a lot. Um, so it was cool to actually... Three years ago when we went, we were still in school, so this time we could actually be knowledgeable about what we were doing, not be as freaked out, although we were still a little freaked out. (laughs) Um, But to, like, be a little bit helpful in that way was cool. Um, And then on the off-clinic days, which actually turned out the last two weeks, they were done with clinics because the school year was over. So a lot of our time was focused on kind of background things. Um, A lot of my time was spent on doing education for the staff, so the Loop Commission is huge. They have, like, probably 300 staff members from Swaziland. So there's, like, three main American families that started the company and are working there, but most of their staff is Swazi-born. Um, and even within that, they have 300 staff members, but a lot of them are even new within the last year or two. So unfortunately, culture-wise, they do have a lot of turnover. So it's amazing that they still run as well as they do because it's a lot of continuously training new leaders Um, And in that, in the medical aspect of things, the very high demand has just forced them to train basic people, people who have, like, grade six of education, and that's it, to be medical assistants and to do some nursing skills. So seeing that, it's amazing what they do in light of that, um, especially with the rates of turnover that they have. So they've been forced to train one-on-one and one-on-ten just to get people up to gear to do the, the tasks, but now they're hoping to kind of take a step back now that they have the time to train more appropriately um, and to hopefully with that gain, gain accreditation so they can be like a, a formal school of nursing and medical assistance. So I was working a lot on education for that, just making PowerPoints, um, but it was cool. On like one of the last days, I was able to sit down and actually teach it to like 10 people, and that was cool to just try it out and see how it works, and even now that I'm home, I'm still working on stuff and a part of it, so 
it's a good step for them for sure. Um, and then otherwise, Kevin was helping with patient education handouts. Um, we actually took a week to do like a psych assessment on about mm, six to eight, yeah, patients that were on campus, um, just as a different realm of healthcare that they were still tapping into. Um, so we, we were used in a lot of random but helpful ways. Um, but overall, we just were very blessed, very blessed to be with this organization. Um, what we love about it is just that it's a healthcare organization based on the gospel, and they really blend that so well. Um, and just to to know that your faith is being interwoven with everything you're doing throughout the day, it was sincere. It was um, you can just totally see the leaders of this company are so dependent on God and so trusting in His leading. Um, doing kind of ridiculous things and impossible things, just leaning on God through it all and trusting in him. Um, so we're really blessed to get to know these people and to get to see God's love for this country, um, to see even in the darkness of so much sickness that he's bringing huge hope and huge healing to them through these people. So we're hopeful. Um, we're hopeful that we kind of use this trip as a test to see where we're at now. Um, Three years ago, we were still students and not married and all that. So our hope has been to join the Luke Commission. Um, and this trip kind of confirmed a lot of that. So Kevin still has some school to finish up. Um, but we're still praying and moving forward to wanting to spend our future with the Luke Commission. So it was a blessing to have this trip and have this time to work with them again. And we would appreciate your prayers in that as we move forward. So yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to pray for him right now. God, I, I thank you for these lovely servants that you have, these good friends of mine, uh, and the great work that you did through them. We thank you for the Luke Commission and how they are being the hands and feet of the gospel where it's needed, clearly. Um, we pray, Lord, that you would you would remove barriers and and bring bring in resources that both the Luke Commission and Kevin and Kate need to do your work. And we pray, Lord, that you would continue to spell out your calling in their lives. As they step out in faith, would you meet their steps? Bless them, Lord. Thank you for them. Amen. In my, you know, uh, infinite... Uh, ability to plan, several hours ago, I asked Tony if he would actually come and share about his baptism, uh, which was one year ago. He's, uh, he's celebrating the anniversary of his own baptism, and I thought it would be a great um, opportunity just to hear uh, from him about what God's taught him uh, since that day to today. And I know God's been working in his heart and using him in a number of ways. I'll share about that in a minute. But I'd like him to come and, and uh, just share from his heart. And he agreed to do that. Good morning. Yeah, several hours ago, Jay sent me a text and said, could you please, you know, would you speak uh, about your baptism and what the Lord means to you in the year since? And I said, sure. So I said a quick prayer to the Holy Spirit, and he came back to me with, 
you have to do this tonight? It couldn't have been Tuesday? <laughs> so I said, okay, we can sit down and we can talk about this. We did. Um, it's really meant a lot to me. Uh, when I say cultivate his family, I spent my Thanksgiving with part of my cultivate family. Uh, where's John? There he is. He's walking around while I'm speaking. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> so, thank you. I shared, I shared uh, a fine southern traditional deep-fried turkey with deep-fried stuffing, deep-fried cranberry sauce. <laughs> that kind of pushed the boundaries in my... <laughs> but I was with family, and that to me is uh, something that... God has always meant in my life is that life is a team sport. You, you have your little periods of when you're going it alone, but at the same time, you've got a whole team behind you. And though they may be wearing different uniforms at different times, family and friends is the most important thing in your life. The most important thing in life is love. The most important, well, the most important thing in the world is life, and the most important thing of life is love. And um, being here and what my baptism meant is when I get in that circle of, oh, Lord, what do I do now? There's always an exit. And that's just, okay, what have you done for me so far? Oh, God, I don't have enough time to go into that. So it's just just pick it, and I get out of that circle. I get out of that routine. Um, Bart preached that very well last weekend, you know. Hey, you get, you get stuck in your ways and you're not doing it. Um, when he asked what that quote meant to me, it meant a slap in the face. But not, not a slap that was just meant to be hurtful, but something that was, that, that kind of is a reminder of this is what you're here for. You're not doing it every single day, but I understand that. This is just a wake-up call. And that's to me what it meant. And that's, that's what every Sunday I come here, and no matter how deeply in the quagmire I am, I walk out elated because I'm with family, friends, and God. And there's, there's no greater joy in my life. And I thank God that I can do it and I can share it. And that's been the most important thing. And thanks to Jay, I would have some great... PowerPoint slides to show you with all that. (laughs) But I didn't have time to prepare them. And thank you all for being family. I mean, I've spent spent a lot of time, I've probably spent more time with uh, everybody here in the last year than I have with just about anybody in the four previous years that I spent in Ohio. Not that Ohio is a bad place. (laughs) So, thank you. I'm going to pray for you. i pray for you. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to pray for Tony. Um, and just uh, one of the things that's impressed me about the way that God's worked in Tony's life is um, I, I've, I've watched him live out the identity of family in a really unique way. And um, just with some hurting people and some people that needed um, God's presence in their life. And Tony wouldn't say this about himself because he's he's uh, humble, but um, I, I've just watched him 
grow in maturity as a son of God who then gives other people that same taste of what the Father's like. So I appreciate that about you. Um, and just the way that I've seen you do that over and over again with various people. Um, just want to let you know that God sees it. Our family sees it. We appreciate that about you and are so very thankful for it. Um, so, Father, I, I, I'm blessed uh, because of my brother, Tony. Thank you, God, for bringing him into my life and into our lives. Uh, thank you, God, for filling him with your spirit, that he uh, has been given a deep love for you, that has been poured out as a deep love for other people. And um, it's the little things, God, that, that um, you've allowed him to do that are amassing to major things is just remarkable to see over time. So, God, we thank you for him, and we pray that you'd use him all the more. Fill him with your spirit. Give him confidence and boldness that he is a missionary for you. He is on mission for you, and he is uh, living out that missionary identity everywhere that he goes. Thank you, God, for all the ways that you're growing him in that, and we look forward to the next year and what you have in store for him. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.